0: The, the, there's there's a buck that I have on, on one of my small suburban properties. Um, he's got an incredible G3. You called him safe because you're a jerk. <laughs> so
1: backtrack. So Tim put this on Instagram. He said, hey, help me on the stories. Help me name this deer at Thinking Woodsman. Is his Thank handle. you. Yes. Shameless. There's point. three more followers. <laughs> so at Matt Drury 81 is mine. <laughs> ching <laughs> Two more for me. <laughs> so anyhow, he said, uh, help me name this buck. And I just replied, safe. <laughs> and, and he replied like a day later. He's like, You're a delight. <laughs> yes. This segment of DoD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the
0: Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Tim Chelsea McKees, Matt Drury. This is episode 174. <laughs>
1: That's all we got. For it. And, woo! That guy. Did you hear me? He, <laughs> he was happy. Was like, He's always happy. Hell yeah! One seventy four. These guys keep doing it.
0: If you ever listened to, real closely to "Friends in Low Places" by Garth Brooks, oh yeah, there's some in, in the like back. Every one, time I've ever drank, when, <laughs> it's a must. It's a must listen. Someone in the background screams something like "Loose Spring." Hmm. I've never t- taken the time to Google it. What time code? I don't remember. <laughs> but it's later in the song when he gets the everybody into it. I need time Loose code. Spring.
1: You sure he's not saying Blue Springs? I don't know what he's saying. Bruce Spring. Thing? Uh, none of these things make sense. <laughs> I would love to know. I'd love to know who the guy is that did that. You sure he didn't say Freebird? <laughs> That's usually what guys. <laughs> Get guy to is. the taking care of business part. <laughs> yeah. So this one, this podcast, we have no guest, we have no plan, we have no uh, reason to do it. Peace out. We're adding new videos every week, so make sure to click that subscribe button. And ch- so there's going to be a lot of uh, sound bites. You suck, man. God. I can't read. And I'm sitting You're here. Hot. Just going to listen. That's right. It's going to be an episode of shenanigans. Because I have two
0: ears and one mouth. Mm. So that means you listen more than you talk. Oh, okay. In fact, I think we I should didn't both- know where
1: you were going with it. <laughs> I was like, All right, Tim, <laughs> what's he going to say? $200 is $200. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right.
0: So, um, so I helped my buddy out, Jeremy uh, from Fit to Hunt. He is a deer cast contributor. He's the man. We put in his last food plot uh, a couple days ago. Yep, which was fun to see. The bulldozer is that was the
1: one where you guys were dancing in the middle of the
0: food yeah. plot. Yeah, so. yeah, seed fight, and then we uh, then I was skipping through the food plot. I'm so excited. Deer season this year. Like every year, it's like to me, it's become my Christmas.
1: It is interesting. Like I don't get excited about it until it's right upon us and I'm out going. But I think the reason I don't get excited is because as you know, as these guys know in here, like we're just, like we have no time hardly to think about it yeah. leading up mm-hmm. to it. It really kind of sucks to work in the hunting industry. <laughs> I'll
0: be honest. You'll never be busier like during the year than we are during the hunt. And my dad would always tell me like, so grown up, I want to be a professional anger. I wanted to work in, in fishing. He's like, well, just know that you run a tackle shop or something. You're working while everyone else is yeah. doing what you love. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I th- think about like Mike and Cameron over at Mike's Archery, like yeah. the busiest time of years right now, those guys are working, you know, late late shifts all the time trying to get all the procrastinators like us, uh, through the door. So, <laughs> but
0: like when you see the leaves start falling, I cut the grass over the weekend, there are leaves all over the yeah. lawn. It's like, okay, yeah. it's fi- I'm finally at a point as an adult. Cause when I was a kid, I used to just get a pit in my stomach yeah. when the, that cool weather would come in. Cause you know, crap, summer's ending school, school. starting. I hate school, <laughs> but now <laughs> I've lived enough of my life away from we don't school, have school. that If we don't have school and kids today don't have school either. At school. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say, what I think you no, said. I okay. didn't.
1: School's great. Stay in school.
0: <laughs> School's cool. <laughs> but now it's like the fall is associated with deer hunting.
1: Yeah. For sure. It's, you know, and I think part of the problem, like we're talking about, you know, you had tons of work you're putting in this year to try to give yourself a little bit of an edge so that you don't have to, you know, a lot of times you're climbing in and and climbing up. You you don't necessarily have food plots, so it's a different style of hunting and it puts a lot of pressure on you. You're constantly kind of moving around, moving trail cameras this year. You're like, all right, I'm going to set a plan. Let's see how this goes. Well, It doesn't matter if you have a plan, like we have a plan, you're always improving your plan. Like, like Uh that's the one part, even if day one, you kill one, you're like, heck, my plan came together. You're going to find a way to alter your plan, (laughs) which is part of the fun. It it is. And the the work never ends. And I always think I learned this last year. I'm going to be a step ahead next year. It's just not the case with, you know, work or family or everybody's got obligations, you know, personal life, whatever it's, it's, you know, it just seems like you're always behind. Well, and that new aspect that you
0: put into your mix this year is going to open up different factors. Like I've I've got food plots now and now I got to worry about water. Yeah. And that was not a factor before.
1: Yeah. And And, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) To worry about water. Yeah.
0: And it's just, there's always going to be something. And and I think like the sooner you just come to terms with that, the better, like just a better mindset you'll have about hunting.
1: So as as we sit here, we're about a, uh, about a week out. A little over a week out from Missouri's opening day, and when this publishes,
0: it'll probably About be like a, a day. Of, yeah, it'll yeah. it'll probably be like after yeah, the sixteenth or so. So after so we've
1: opened, you, uh, you know, I, you're, I, okay. There's two. Two types of hunters are guys that are like so jacked up for opening day. They're no matter how hot it is, they're out there. That's you. Then there's guys that are excited about opening day, but they're going to wait for a cold front. That's me. All right. I'm not smart, but I'll I'll wait till it cools off a little bit. Looking at the forecast, it looked like here where we're hunting, it's going to be, Decent to, I think Deercast said good. It okay might have gone good. from good to okay now. So and, it's changing a little like bit. Like leading up to it, it was going to be good. And then yep. it goes to okay. Now, the question is, will you be out there or not? Because this is one of the things that Mark and Terry, you know, we had them in the studio the other day and they were kind of giving us the predictions for each month of the season and, you know, how, how the hunts are going to go based on the moon phase and all this type of thing. And one of the things we talked about were inside Deercast, when you look at okay, good, and great. Realistically, all three, good to go hunting. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And 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 guys who are only have certain days to hunt are going to hunt even if it says, poor, you got to go, right, right. got to go. We're not saying not to. But the distinction is so small between those factors, I think, that make it okay or make it great that, you know, realistically, if it's saying okay or good, like it is for us probably ought to be out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, and and we've also had this discussion because people have said, well, if it says like, I don't care, I'm going to go hunting it. I don't need have to tell me what I'm going to hunt. But for me, like I probably will hunt opening day, probably the afternoon, evening, but the wind direction, the, uh, the, the temp, like all those things are going to impact where I hunt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's plenty of other good factors to look at inside the actual prediction cuz it's pulling like 13 different vari- weather variables for your location that you set and then yeah. it's pumping out a formula you know that that gives you the good great okay bad poor whatever because those variables are interrelated with each other that's right so phase 1 cloud cover might be actually a benefit because yeah. it's typically so hot in the early season cloud cover might come with a front or it might cool it off some, you mm-hmm. know, a few degrees. So that's a benefit, those types of things, you know, I get it. You're going to hunt whether, whether you can or not, that's great. You should, but there's still stuff in there that I think you can learn from Mark and Terry kind of breaking down each of those weather variables and telling you why it's important or why it affects the deer the way it does in that part of the, the, the season. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of little tips in there that, that I, I I still find myself, you know, we've, this would be year four cause we beta tested it right 17 and I'm still, you know, still finding stuff that it's like, Oh, I didn't realize this.
0: Well, and and you can't necessarily see this unless you look at the hourly, but there are differences in like a strong good or mm-hmm. a good that's kind of teetering. Yeah. And if you have custom, you can play with your custom a little bit to see how strong of a good or how on the edge it yeah. is by changing the optimism or pessimism on that. Yeah, no doubt. And so what I like to do is look at the hourly and look to see like, okay, how much of a, de- a departure in the average temperature is there? If it's way low, then that's, that's a, that's, Probably a really strong good, yeah. But like the the one place that I think is going to be my early season ace in the hole. That's it's so tight in there. It's really close to a bedding area, so I have to be so careful about the wind because when the deer shows up, they're going to be within thirty yards of me when I see them. Maybe even closer. So I and I'm pretty close to the trail. I just don't have a lot of room for error in there. Yeah, and it's quiet, and so any little movement can be picked up. So I'm really watching the wind direction for that opening day.
1: Sure. Sure. And you know, I think <clears throat> pressure is something we always key in on. And I, you hear guys, you used to never hear people talk about pressure, yeah. parametric pressure, but now everybody's kind of keyed in on that. And it obviously has a, a big effect on it, but you know, there's some guys out there that just talk moon phase or the red moon or the, you know, new moon. Mm-hmm. This that's, that's a factor in our algorithm, but it's, I don't even know. It might be like the fourth or fifth thing that as far as uh, importance goes, right. It, it's not, You know, it's not the highest thing on there. Now, when you get close to the five days leading into the full moon, those evening hunts are great. The five days preceding the full moon, the morning hunts are great. Like some basic principles there, but there's little degrees of, of changes that happen every day. So that's every hour. So yeah, that's and, what's key then.
0: I should also mention that Mark and Terry were in here. They were breaking down, kind of giving the monthly look at what's coming up for deer season 2020. Mm-hmm. They do this every year, and I <laughs> I watch it and I memorize it <clears throat> because they're they're looking at the moon phases out through the entire month, and they're talking about like, okay, if we get a cold front here, it's going to be yeah. awesome. And you know, they're looking at September. I, I won't totally blow up, but there's a really interesting full moon coming at an interesting time. And they're like, man, if you can get to the woods during that time, you. You better do it. October's got two. That's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. So anyhow, shameless plug, I know, but there's a lot there that's useful for every hunter, no matter if you live and die by the prediction, or if you're going to, you got, you know, a Sunday to hunt and that's it. And you're going to go no matter what, there's still other yeah. things in there. Maybe in, in your case, the free version is all you need. If you're not caring about looking out in five days or 10 days, you know, there's still plenty of good stuff on the, on the free version. There's the one day prediction plus two days or two extra days of weather. So plenty, plenty there for everybody. But, uh, the, I, I just, now's the time of year where everybody's starting to, Jam into it and really get a lot out of it. Yeah, because
0: because I, I know as I look back on previous seasons, I think about I I look at like okay, yeah. what did I regret last year? <laughs> I don't want to do that again. What so, didn't I regret? <laughs> right, there, there's a long list. So if there's things I can control, let's do that. Yeah. And and let's take those out of the mix. And so, because I want to leave the, the season with this, even if I don't kill a buck, I want to have as few regrets as possible. I want to know, like I did everything in my power to make it happen.
1: Yeah. The, going into this season, I knew <clears throat> going into the planting season, I should say, I knew we would run into an issue because uh, the guy that helps us, Randy's awesome dude. He's got a, a old tractor and he's got the implements and mm-hmm. we uh, hire him to come help us put in the food plots. Sure. And he moved out of state. I think he moved to Minnesota this year and he comes back periodically. And he had a small window where he'd come back and it was late enough in August. August. We had so much rain all summer. And I even told Mark and dad, I go, just wait, you know, I'm, I'm so far gonna back. It it, it's going to shut off. And it, and it did. We, we briefly mentioned it in the last podcast that how little rain we've had. And I've had like a half inch one day I had a half inch. And that was like two and a half, three weeks after I planted, uh, using that Delta X seed coat. So that helped. But, yep. uh, I'm a little worried because typically by opening day, my, that, it would have been about 30 full days of growth uh-huh. and they'd be the palatability. You know, I'm planting radishes for a lot of early season. I feel like that's my biggest part of my strategy is biologic radishes for the early season. Sure. Now, I don't know that they're going to be, I mean, they're just now sprouting as of we filmed this on September the 8th. They're just now sprouting. I might get lucky in the sense I thought about this this morning. I might get lucky in the sense that, because it's so late, mm-hmm. it might hit that full moon. If I get another rain or two, I just need a little bit moisture. It might be perfect palatability-wise for that first full okay. moon here at the end of September, sure. early October. And if that happens and we get a cold front, I'll be very be excited. On. Yeah. And I got a couple decent... De- you know, what's always crazy... The difference between summer pictures, when and I'm in a county where we can feed supplemental feed. I put yeah. a ton, literally a ton of analogics out, a couple of different feeding spots. The pic, If you want to know what your inventory is and it's legal to do it in your county, put some analogics out. It is freaking nuts how much the deer just hammer it. Sure. So, <clears throat> you know, I stopped feeding. I think the last time we put out was early August mm-hmm. and I, you only have to do it 10 days before, but I always want to make sure that I'm just totally covered. Yeah. It's totally gone. And hell, it was like two days later, we had to go up to do some work and it was gone already. I was like, okay, yeah. well, I'm safe. And you know, but then the pictures stop, you know? So I always yeah. wonder, is it because we planted, it's always around the same time I plant that we're stop feeding, you, uh-huh. you know, early to mid August. And then the pictures just stop. And it's a lot of intrusion because we not only plant, but we're doing last minute, you know, prep work on the stands or sure. putting new blinds out or whatever. And, you know, Mark and Terry always, always say the same thing. Oh, you better not run your deer out, you know? And it's like, I, I don't know when else to go in here. I mean, I just don't have the some stuff you
0: got to get And your farms, like a couple hours away. Yeah. So. It's just,
1: you don't have unlimited, time and availability yeah. to go. So when you go, you try to do as much as you can. And they always say, you got to wait for the right wind to do this or that. I, I know I should, but sometimes you just can't, I, I'm not in that position to, mm-hmm. to do that always. Right. So we go in there and we I'm blow the farm up literally, you know, and we're all over the damn thing, but what are you going to do? And so then after that's over, that's when we see, all right, who is left and who actually is a homeboy. Sure. All right. Well, I got a deer that's seven and a half years old that i been chasing forever that i've never seen Scott seen him once on the hoof after i killed 2s2 last mm-hmm. year the year before trevor and aaron bennett had an encounter with him off in the distance during early november i think and his name's too short it's how 2s2 got his name i thought he was too short a confusion confusion yeah. last year so he's a stud he's got uh, split uh g2s on both sides i mean he's <laughs> he's a good he, looking, he's good deer. looking duck, yeah. uh, deer and he's disappeared and he does this every year. He's on me in the summer and he disappears during the season. And then, you know, he might come back in the late season. Um, our, or you know, gun season somewhere in there. So he has disappeared on me again. I haven't had a picture of him <laughs> since about the time we were in there planting. Yeah. And so then I always think back to Mark and Terry and like, all right, oh, did I wonder I, what the correlation here yeah, is. Yeah. Me. <laughs> you suck, man. <Matt. laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, you know, we'll see. I got one homeboy that's still around uh-huh. a deer. We passed a bunch last year. I'm calling him Holyfield. He's got a big chunk out of his ear and he's a beautiful deer. And he's one that I don't know if he's, four or if he's five because we only started seeing him in the late season last year and he was either around down, down four-year-old uh-huh. or a stud three-year-old okay. and that's pretty rare for i mean he would have been a real stud gotcha so i i'm getting good pictures of him still he's on the farm he's okay. the one good deer yeah. that's all over it so i told scott i was like we just need to see him and make the choice whether he uh-huh. is a shooter. It's one of those deer where Mark and Terry would pass, I'm sure, all oh, day, every day. Yeah. Eh, I don't know for, that I'll be for able the to- the rest
0: of us mortal hunters. Yeah. It's a different story. He's a
1: beautiful deer. Yeah. He would be a giant
0: next year, but- Eh. Well, the the, the uh, there's there's a buck that I have on, on one of my small suburban properties. Um, he's got an incredible G3. You called him safe because you're a jerk. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> backtrack. So Tim put this on Instagram. He said, hey, help me on stories. Help me name this deer at Thinking Woodsman. Is his Thank handle. you. Yes. Shameless. There's fault. three more followers. <laughs> <laughs> so at Matt <MattDrewy81> 81 is mine. <laughs> ching <laughs> Two more for me. So anyhow... He said, uh, help me name this buck. And I just replied, safe. <laughs> and, and he replied like a day later, he's like, you're a delight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I could just picture you at home going, hey. dude, I was just LOLing as I'm typing. Punched <laughs> over your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny for me, but not for you, I guess. <laughs> I'm hoping to kill him. Got him. <laughs> if I kill him,
0: then I, and I still don't have a name for him. Safe. I thought about calling him safe just as like an homage to that.
1: Yeah. And in out your of spite. face when
0: I, <laughs> out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my life is motivated by, spite.
1: For me. <laughs> just fire for
0: face, your, man. Yeah. I don't even care about this, Jared. I just want to kill him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get him.
0: So he's the one that could come. He's all he's over. He's beautiful deer. He's all over this camera. Like... 10 o'clock, one o'clock, so you're right there in his bedroom. four o'clock, six thirty. Like it makes me want to get up, but that's the, you know that's all through August. Things will change a little bit. Uh, is the last picture I got with with from him is uh, probably a couple weeks back, and it looked like the velvet was thinning. So I'm sure he's probably hard horned at this point. Um, but man, I'm so excited about that that one particular. He's year. nice.
1: Do you notice in your pictures from year to year? Do you notice that about this time? your deer just disappear when they shed their velvet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a total. I put a lot of cell cameras out this year and I, I, it's amazing to me other than Holyfield. Like I I had like eight or nine quality bucks during the summer on (laughs) the analogics. And now that that's gone and they're shedding their velvet, it's like, where the heck did all these deer go? Like my quandary right now
0: is that particular G3 buck. The safe buck is, I think he's probably still in there but I don't want to go in and check the camera just to scratch the itch that I have to see as no. long as I have a good wind, I think I'm going to be in there on Tuesday, the 15th yeah. in the evening. And just you because know, the odds are pretty high that he's going to
1: walk past Is the there. camera by the stand. Yes. Oh, so you could check it then. I
0: don't even think I'll, because this, the camera's a little bit ahead of the stand oh. closer to the trail. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I'll, I'm going to hunt anyways. I'm here. yeah. But the the curious part of me wants to see the pictures on the camera. Yeah. And I just need to chill out and
1: go in there and hunt it. These, I, I, and I don't know if you've checked out the, the new Reconic cell camera or not, but, and I know they're pricey and all that stuff and there's, there's affordable options on the market and it's kind of what you get, what you pay for a deal, but yeah, it's addicting, man. This is my first year really doing cell cameras and I didn't ever have a signal before and this new Reconyx one actually does have a signal on the farm on some on the high kind of high ground Mm -hmm. and man it's addicting like I'm constantly (laughs) looking well
0: and there are a few applications where like I've got trail cams that are way back in the timber that I would love to be able to just have those pictures come into me Yeah, and and I've thought about it seriously or a farm that's a little farther away you know that I'm not going to drive to to check pictures on a
1: regular basis. By the way I don't think there's any correlation but the day that We planted our food plots the day I went all through our timber putting... You saw cameras out. I'm shocked. I've not seen this too short since. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird because Jeremy and I were
0: talking. We were on our way back from playing, uh, playing that last food plot at his farm about intrusion. And yeah. Mark was talking about a deer that he killed last year, the year before, and it wasn't the target deer, but it was still a good deer. They were in there the night before doing hero pictures and there was blood on the ground from the deer. And then his target buck walked past that same camera that was right in the vicinity the next morning. Yeah, And it's like sometimes we, maybe we overthink our, the intrusion, but we just don't know enough. So it's better to err, like your dad says, err on the side of caution.
1: Yeah, is that in here? I think it's in here. There was a... We always err on the side of caution. We wanted to err on the side of caution here and give him a little bit of time. But well, we always err on the side of caution. Yeah. Thanks, Terry. Always <laughs> Proud We're, to have you on the podcast it's, today. The true today as it was when it was said. Well, I think their, you know, their strategy in general less intrusion and you know hunting perimeters and that, that they've just seen the success over the sure. years and mark always says all right if you want to try to test this theory out go in there check your trail camera and see how many days it is before a buck not a doe you know or a fawn or a young buck but a mature buck shows back up on your in front that's of it's like it.
0: negative proof they yeah. just won't be there
1: yeah and that's not you know that's not a It's not like that happens every single time, but it is certainly something that I think over time they study their trail cameras better than anybody I know, Mm -hmm. you know, I think they've just seen it over time and that's what has helped switch their attitude towards intrusion. I sometimes wonder, so like when you die, will you, will God give you all,
0: all knowledge-like, because I'd like to no. know how many how many casts, how many, uh, fishing, how many casts have I made in my life? i just like to know that number. I'd like to know how many big deer I've spooked off doing something stupid in the woods or that were on their way in and just decided to take a left and leave. H- and-
1: Here's how you can figure that out. Average, give yourself an average of how many times you hunt a year mm-hmm. and then just write this down. figure it out that every time you've hunted, you've jacked up your spot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Each hunt equals at least one deer. Yeah. Because you just, you don't know. I mean, some deer will <laughs> huff at you and bound off, and you yeah. know, like, okay, I. I goofed that up, Yeah, but probably the, the big ones boys. that you don't know. Yeah.
1: You don't know what you don't know. Well, that We've talked about on here before that one episode where Mark uh, DOD TV of Mark uh, filming Roger Sapper. Oh yeah. And yeah. that, that <laughs> hunter <laughs> was one. within 50 yards no of clue. a 200 inch deer and the deer just stayed bedded and the, the guy had no idea. Yeah. And the deer just stayed bedded. Like how many times I'm, you think that happens? They're so yeah. good at staying hidden. You never uh-huh. know. Yep. We, we used to have a um, box blind down on, on the lease, down in this little hidey hole food plot that you had to go down this, you know, hidden little path that we'd mm-hmm. cut out to get down to it. And then there's you know, a little quarter acre of whatever we'd plant that year. Yep. And we never see anything. Or if the deer came out, there are totally eyeing us up. We haven't budged. All the blinds are shut. We have like an inch to look out of and they know we're in there. Finally, Mark (laughs) was like, we did a photo shoot after the season one year and we went down there and he's like, well, don't you think they're looking at you as you come in. I'm like, well, no, but I do now. <laughs> like, nah- shut up, Mark. <laughs> yeah. So we moved that blind <laughs> up top, and that's where I see all the deer now. You
0: kind of get caught in these in these thought ruts. Yeah. And and you don't, it, sometimes it takes an external perspective to come in. Like, I, I've got this valley that I hunt. I've killed a lot of deer out of there, but I struggle with the way that I have to walk in. I have to walk straight up the valley to get in its mode in there. And it, you're completely, exposed yeah. and i was out there hanging a stand my buddy was putting in a, the food plot and i was just looking at. It, i was like why don't i walk the creek bed up this thing it's it's you know got weeds on either mm-hmm. side it's recess so it's down low yeah. why don't and i've been hunting that spot for probably eight or nine years and i just had never thought about taking the creek bed up and that's great access It is. It's it's awesome. Yeah. But sometimes you just have, like, it helps to have a buddy come out and help you think through. Sometimes I talk to myself out loud because if something sounds stupid, it's going to sound even more stupid when you say it out loud.
1: You know, it sounds stupid. Hmm. Hearing you talk out loud to yourself.
0: How do you know? (laughs) I can hear. It. <laughs> He's in there muttering. I've often wondered what you're doing. The, the no. ramblings of Tim in his yeah. office.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you 100 percent though. Like we have out of a whim, we kind of looked at the the aerial of the lease, and it's like, man, we never do anything on this side. It's just the whole south end of the farm. It's just uh-huh. hard to hunt, and I don't know what to do with it. You know, it's like, yeah, let's just randomly hang a cell camera. Now that we can put a cell camera out there. Is that the one that's one canted yes. kind of Yeah, that's been blowing Scott up? Yeah. Well, it's got all the buck, you know, a lot of younger bucks, but it's also had the best pictures of good bucks too. And it's like, here's a spot. It was overlooked. Never hunted, mm-hmm. Overlooked. I've been there for seven years or whatever. It's, but mostly because I don't know how to access it. Like it's yeah, in the that's, wide that's open an issue and we hunt next to it in the timber. It's where I killed splits last year, but I park, <laughs> you know, it's like a, a big hump. Okay. And I park on the other side of the hump and we just tip right into the timber. Like it's great access. It takes yeah, yeah. us minutes to get into our spot, but I can't park there if we're going to hunt just, you know, 200 yards, you know, west of it or whatever. And so, but now we got that camera there and we're seeing the pictures like, man, we got to figure something out. So I had this old uh muddy bail blind, uh-huh. I, just the frame. Cause the, I, I left the material out too many seasons. It sure. just got kind of dry rotted on me. Well, I, I found one, I bought a new one mm-hmm. and a new cover and there's always big round, round, round bales up there. And I know the deer walk right past them and it doesn't affect yeah, them one bit. So we're going to stick a round bale blind Sweet. up there and see, but I still got the same issue how to get there. I, I'm still not hundred yeah. percent positive how I'm going to access it to, to be able to hunt it. But we know there's deer there kind of, it's random there are, it's all mm-hmm. times of day. So I don't know that unless we start getting a pattern on one to hitting a certain time yeah. that it's going to be, cause there's no food source there. there it's just, travel. It's just travel transition from, you know, big ag fields down below us to, Mm -hmm. you know, big ag fields above us and timber and all that stuff. And sometimes you wonder if you throw a hail Mary,
0: the deer aren't expecting it. You've never done it before. And maybe the access isn't a hundred percent right, but you just do it. You wonder, you know, how that's going to play out.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, we got, we've put, two or three different new blinds up just trying to get,
0: you know, mm-hmm. we don't have
1: the right trees. We don't have the right. And we've always see deer move here, deer move there. It's like, all right, this year, let's give it a shot. We we kind of went all in on those soft sides, 360s from sure. muddy. It's like the poor man's box blind. Kind yeah, yeah. Of. It's the best of both worlds. Man, I love them. And and it's, they're affordable. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love them. So. It look like they might keep some heat in too they, late they, season. They are. I mean, they're great. We, You don't really... Honestly, it's like you're, it's a quilted material, whatever it is they uh-huh. use. It's kind of like a quilted material in the late season. You, you'd be shocked how cold it can get and you don't need, and we keep the windows down cause it's a zipper or window zipper kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta be prepared and have it down the windows down that you want to have down. Yeah. That's the only kind of downfall of it, but shit, man, it's like they they can, It keeps the heat in. I don't understand how it's doing it. Well, anyways, we we got two more of those and Mm -hmm. we put one up in the staging plot on the other end where we can't really hunt, but we always see bucks going to the neighbors. And then we put one out down on our South end where here too, we always see deer come up out, yeah. but we had a ground blind there before and you're at eye level and they're always like looking at you. And you put these on skids too, right? So yeah. Scott them. made skids for them. And, and, uh, so we drug them into place and now we can That's drug them everywhere. Cool. We want yeah. to drag them. So, because we, the one that I killed to us two out of last year, it's, it's stationary. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, it's like, man, we've, I wish we could move this. And it's such a pain in the butt to move I them. I can't imagine. Because yeah. the, the, um, Oh, spikes. Yeah. The The spikes spikes. that are in the ground, you need almost like a bucket or something to pull it out. Mm. They're just that far into the ground. So it's like, all right, let's put these on skids so we could put them wherever we want to. And, and Hey, the deer are not moving where we want them to be moving and we see a different spot we need to be. We could hook it to the can and move it. Yeah. That's the kind of beauty of it. So they're not that heavy that, you know, so anyhow, we've gone all in and we put a few new ones up and I'm anxious to see if our food plots grow, what happens? Yeah, I.
0: It's season is here, mm-hmm. and hopefully, by the time people are hearing this, we've got a kill on the ground.
1: <laughs> That'd be a first for me. I, I can never <laughs> shoot one that early. I've
0: I've killed I killed a good buck on opening day, f- twenty fifteen or so, um, and I've killed some does on opening day. But so it, it's <laughs> happened for me. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean like our podcast last week with Adam, it presents a lot of challenges, butchering a deer in the heat and everything like that. And and also like you put a, a, a marginal shot on a deer like that and you have to let them sit overnight, that really hurts because you well, know they're not going to, mm-hmm. the meat's not going to be any good the next Definitely day. Definitely a lot
1: more pressure to find it right <sighs> away.
0: Yeah, no doubt. But uh, but if folks are uh, are having success, please share that on DeerCast. We love seeing all the fan shares coming through. No doubt. There's, and there's more stuff.
1: and more starting to come through. I love when we share them into the main feed. And mm-hmm. That In general, Well, by the time this podcast launch, we're going to be real close to launching the new version of DeerCast too, won't we? There's new features. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll just be nothing crazy like last year where it was DeerCast track and 10 day and custom and all that. This is more subtle stuff, but you'll definitely want to update your app once it comes up. Once it comes out, it's like social features, stuff that you've probably grown accustomed to and Instagram or Facebook and how you reply or how you get notified if if someone's speaking back to you and replying to you and... Just some of the basic stuff that I think will make it a, a a much more fun experience for everybody in the app this fall. So we're excited to, to launch that stuff.
0: Yeah, it, it's nice. I mean, people, uh, they've asked questions and it's hard to sometimes get back to them because your comment just gets bounced down yeah. all the way. But now you'll get to see like, oh, so Matt mentioned me and he's got a response for yeah. a question or comment I made. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. We're, we're looking forward to it. So definitely check it out. And that's available to every type of deer cast user.
1: Yep. So it's here. You uh, dialed in with your bow yet?
0: I am. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting really good, but I kind of feel like it's the hockey, like, like the hockey season. You don't want to get real good real early because then when playoffs come, you tend to bite it. So yeah,
1: I still got a little work to do. I was shooting really well with the, the VXR 28. Um, and then they had sent us a new bow that they're launching that we can't show until November 12th, I think. And, um, that, that bow, I, I still have some adjustments to make. I still yep. got to get it. Uh, I think I got it cause I'm shooting that single pin HHA and you kind of work your way back to 60 and you figure out where you're shooting at 60 yards. And based on that, uh, that number on your setup pin mm-hmm. or setup tape, tape, I should say, you then go to a sticker, a decal. So say, you know, on, my, on the VXR, I think my number was 50. Okay. So you use the 50 tape and you put that on and, and then you're dialed in at 20 yards is 20 yards, 30, 30, 40, It's pretty 40. slick. Pretty slick. Yeah. Well, this one, it's been a little, my, the bow's a little different mm. uh, than the VXR 28. So I, my number's a little different. I sure. think I'm at 52. I okay. Think. But you know, I just got different arrows now. That are a everything little bit changes. longer and everything yeah. changes. So I'm trying to get dialed back in and I know the season's here. I, I mean, I'm still shooting. I've been shooting at 20 and 30 a lot, uh-huh. you know, but I, I still got to get that set up tape to where I feel like, yes, this is the right tape. So
0: you think you're going to hunt with a single pin?
1: Oh uh, yeah. I'm, I am okay. I mean, at this point I'm definitely trying it. So I'm, cool. yeah, I'm, I'm committed. So we'll see Welcome how to the
0: dark side. Well,
1: I, I mean, Look, I I am a little worried about it, not having done it before, uh, because I get worried about ranging the deer right before I shoot much less ranging, making that adjustment and it's on the right side. You know, I keep my quiver on typically shoot my quiver on. So you're looking around. I just, I'm just thinking through all this, you know, you literally got to tilt your bow, try to see that number. And then Mm -hmm. put your release aid back on all after you've ranged them. So I'm a little concerned about it. I know a bunch of guys that shoot it and love it and say, you'll never go back once you get the hang of it. But I've found myself trying to practice by like, say, I'll I'll be standing at 20 and I'll quick run back to 30, knock an arrow, try to adjust my pin. Oh, I see. Okay. and, And just get used to trying to, and maybe that's kind of a foolish thing to do, but I'm trying to get the speed of... the the mechanism down, the Uh steps down. Obviously I would already have my arrow knocked and all that stuff, but I don't know. I'm trying to give myself things to do to figure out what would it be like in the moment of truth to range Mm -hmm. and then put my release aid on or dial in, put my release aid on all that stuff. Because back in the day when I had a multi pin sight, a lot of times I'd leave my true fire connected because mm-hmm. I, I shoot a caliper release. Sure. So I'd leave it connected to the D loop and I would have my bow close to me and range with my yeah. hand, put okay. it down. And then that's one less thing I'd have to do is reconnect to the D loop. Yeah. But here there's no, there's no doing that. I'm not able to get around to adjust sure. the, the single pin. So anyways, I I'm excited to try it. I know I'm shooting better with it practicing. So we'll see how it translate to the moment of truth. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to set it at like 25 yards split the difference and split the, try to split, split the it Cause I'm not really taking shots out past sure. 30 anyways, well, 30, 35. One interesting
0: thing that you might consider doing is at 30 yards shoot your 20 yard setting to see what kind of drop you have okay and it
1: was pretty drastic i i i got a very short draw length Mm -hmm. and i'm only shooting you know 61 62 pounds so it's not like i'm you know i might be a 288 285 somewhere in there feet per second it's not like a soup like a single pin i always know that like mark and tear it's like oh i shoot a single pin out to 30 it's like i can i've never been able to do that ever and i think it's because my short draw length mostly sure. doesn't help you know. it doesn't help so uh but yeah trying to understand what that drop is just in case mm-hmm. that those it's are good to know i definitely have not dialed in all the way yet and i it's all because i got to get that setup tape i need to get the, the actual tape on it yeah so i'm close but but now like i said i changed my arrow setup. And I need to kind of not go back to the drawing board, but kind of go back to the drawing board. Yeah, which
0: is kind of fun, but you also feel under the gun because the season's here. Yeah.
1: All I know is if I had to, I could always shoot my VXR Yeah, if I had to. Like, I got a bow that I'm very comfortable with. I just, I know I need to get this other one tuned in too. So, anyhow. Season's here.
0: here. Time to get rolling. Yeah. I'm so excited.
1: I feel a little nervous this year because of, like things that i just mentioned because we're still not totally set up on all of our properties yeah because yeah. my target deer hadn't showed back up like i'm just a little nervous this year
0: but it'll happen Yeah, and so you'll kill a deer
1: we'll see I, well, have, I, I have a feeling if i don't man i'm in the wrong profession
0: <laughs> that's yeah, it yeah yeah i get and it you suck man whammy
1: that's like the fifth time i played that
0: <laughs> all right well thanks guys for listening watching the show tell your friends tell your wives change their <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> or, or don't I just tell your friends yeah all right my, my wife doesn't listen <laughs> no mine, mine won't i actually prefer that <laughs> yeah yeah it's a safe space this way we can talk about them <laughs> <laughs> and they won't hit us <laughs> yes <laughs> all right
0: thanks for watching guys all right
1: good luck peace out
0: Every hunt starts with a game plan, like knowing when and what to plant. So get DeerCast and get ahead of your game.